Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are, Are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. Swat it from the sky, we will. We will not accept that compliment. Wow. All right, we have a remote episode coming your way, which means your brain at some point is going to say, Hey, this sounds a little different. Let your heart tell your brain, hell yeah, it does. And I'm into it. Guess what? What? We have a super special guest today. Like very important, like essential. Would you say? Like, I feel like he's an essential I think, human. I think so. We have diabetologist, fellow type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. He is a born and raised New Yorker and an all around role model. He's our friend, Dr. Mike Natter. Oh, wow. Thank Hi, you. Mike. Hello. <laughs> I mean, can you guys just walk into a room every time I come in and say these things? Because that was yes. quite an uplifting. Yes. Yes. We can do that. And <laughs> I've perfected the burp, burp, burp sound so I can straight up just like hype. air horn. Get some air horn. So though. I missed my calling yeah. as being a hype girl. That's what I should just put on. Well, I feel quite good right now. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh my God, thank you. Seriously, we're stoked to have you. This is perfect. It's quite an honor. You guys are fantastic. Oh, you are. You You are are that. that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you. Stop. Stop you. No, we could do this all day. Oh my God. This is already just joyous. Yeah. How are you? Tell the listeners what's up with you. I'm doing well. Things are good. Um, I'm so I'm currently in what's called a, a fellowship. I'm in my endocrinology fellowship, which mm-hmm. will make me a true diabetologist after these these years are over. And fellowship is so far significantly better and more humane than what I was doing in my internal medicine residency. So I'm I'm a happy man. Nice. Okay. There's so many layers to your onion. Can you tell us Seriously. all your educational process like is there going to be a point where you feel like you are done with school and you have enough frame things on your wall that you can just move forward and and not look back (laughs) when Um, do you put on your last cape (laughs) like what level it's oh my god it is truly never-ending and it's funny because like (laughs) you you don't really you're like so in indoctrinated in the system that you forget that like real life people like normal people have like no idea like, my friends still think I'm in medical school. It's like, it's a very funny, 
but yeah, that's so rude. Uh, it's very, it's, <laughs> you know, it is a little bit, <laughs> but I understand it. So basically, the traditional route is you go to an undergraduate institution, you do a pre medical coursework, and that's you know your four years, and then you're like whatever you are, twenty one, and then you get into medical school, and you do four years of medical school. However, I studied art, so I didn't do pre-med. So I had to, after graduating art school, I realized I wanted to be a doctor. So I went and I did a two-year, what's called post-bac pre-medical program uh, mm-hmm. to take all the pre-med stuff. And then I went to med school. So that's four years of med school. When you graduate med school, you have your MD. So you're technically a doctor, but you don't really know all that much yet. And so you have to do what's called a residency. And you choose the residency according to what you want to do as a doctor. So if you want to be a surgeon, you do a surgical residency. If you want to be OB-GYN, you do that residency. Radiology, dermatology, so on. But you have to match into these residencies. It's like a very archaic and like difficult process. But I wanted to be an endocrinologist because I wanted to help people like me and Bonnie who have have the BDs. So Mm -hmm. to do that, you have to do an internal medicine residency, which is three years. And then after you finish residency, you technically could practice as a full-fledged like internist or general practitioner or you know one of those like hospitalist type people. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a specialist, then you do a fellowship. So I'm currently in year one of my two-year endocrinology fellowship. So I'll be about like 49 when I'm fully done. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh, but I feel like that sounds true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just turned 35. So I will be 37 years old when I am fully done with my training process. Granted, I'm five years older than most of my peers because I took all that time in between. All that time. You took five years to yourself for something you were passionate about until you found something you're more (laughs) passionate about. Equally, equally, equally. Full confession, everything I know about medicine I learned from watching Scrubs. (laughs) No, No, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) But I love that. So everything looks really hard and everybody looks really tired Mm -hmm. and all of your cartoons cartoons that you draw that seems pretty accurate like (laughs) it looks it looks pretty strenuous i'm stoked to have somebody like you that's so passionate about this to be in the job you're in thank thank freaking goodness you picked this path and then like art on the side yeah moonlight doing art stuff instead yeah in a way i feel like there's a lot of art in medicine and i've i was really fortunate that i've been able to kind of like blend my passions because art at like for me i see art as a as a communicative tool tool. and and the end of the day, medicine largely has to be about, you know, visual communication. And you yeah. break down barriers when you're able to draw things and explain things in pictures, both to your patients, but to yourself and to your colleagues. So for me, it's been kind of like one of the same. And it's been great. Coming from a weird art background for both Bonnie and I in different ways with art parents, I visualize things more than somebody telling me something. So yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, we also grew up with all kinds of illustrated books. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon was super into, she wanted to be like oh, a forest man. ranger. Oh, So she was really oh, yeah. into nature and botany and the sciences that were like wildlife. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we had all those cool books that were like the vintage 70s illustrations. Oh, I still have them. Oh, mushrooms so cool. and ferns, Pacific Northwest botanical, mm-hmm. like forestry stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to find that mushroom. I'm gonna find <laughs> it. For reals, I'm going foraging next weekend. I'm going to find that mushroom. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Textbooks that had any sort of breakdown yeah. as far as like cells. You know, I was like half into science. I wasn't super into history and I wasn't super into science. And it's weird now to look back on that time because I love both history and science and I love the stories and I love how it all unravels but I'm like if everything had 
a diagram for me Good that was a hand drawn like show mm-hmm. me show me what I'm working with health yeah. class like show show me my insights Bonnie's gesturing to her body right I, now I, I wish you guys can see it she's like she's like pointing at her guts yeah. it's pretty funny. show me my guts yeah. but like break it down <laughs> in a way that's artistic what the crazy part is our origin story how we know of you is because oh yeah Good our call. lovely dad Allie Ward of Ologies <laughs> podcast had you on Yes. Multiple times now. You talked about COVID and you had a two-parter for diapatology. Oh, man. That COVID one was terrible. Oh, God. So you're like VIP, MVP specialist for ologies. Shut your mouth. You are. We said so. It's official. (laughs) She gave you ologies platform, which means you're a legit ologist of all the brands. You're the doc of the tech. (laughs) It was like an absolute, I mean, as you guys know, Allie is just like, a, a gem of she's human. a dreamboat dream gem she's just, like, just fucking she's wonderful. fucking wonderful she is like truly one of the most wonderful people so Agreed. to have her invite me on once was more than enough and really flattering and then i would like totally lost my shit on the on the covid podcast which was <laughs> horribly embarrassing like but, how are you like yeah. it is not horribly embarrassing <laughs> no. that's real talk i we, cried i cried oh god i was a mess I we died. had recaps with guests where people lost their shit and mm-hmm. they were like thank you for putting our real shit out there and i was like dude we're all going crazy yeah after your own ologies i went to look you up on instagram so i could follow you and I was already following you. And I was like, this is the doctor I follow that does all the drawings. This is so crazy. That's and me. it like blew she my freaked mind. out. She's private DM'd me your art before. And I was oh. like, oh shit, that's fucking cool. And oh. then I listened to your episode with Allie. And then me listening to an episode that's literally just basically about my sister. Oh. <laughs> well, and our family lineage has a lot of diabetes in it. Like my gram was type one. Mm-hmm. Our cousin. Um, my, our cousin. And we had type two. And we had aunts that were type oh, two as well. Yeah. We grew up with a lot of diabetes. You've, and you've like, had some beaties. Oh, yeah. But dude. I didn't get the beaties until, until she was 30s. older. Right. Oh, and I have needle phobia because mm-hmm. my cousin was a dick and used to give himself <laughs> shots in front of me. And I'm like, fuck you. That's why I have needle phobia. <laughs> So I found your your grandmother. Well, I'm, I want to get your lineage. So the type yeah. one lineage, because there is something called uh, Lada, which is um, there's there's like a handful of different flavors of diabetes, and like there's one particular. Mine's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well played. There's one. There's one that follows a lineage that's like autosomal dominant. So like every single generation will have a, a flavor of type one. But it sounds mm-hmm. like that your both your parents are. One of your parents is type two, but there's no type one yeah. in your parents? Okay. No, no type one in my parents. Got no. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Two, yeah. So weird. And I had a really amazing endo when I was first diagnosed. And the whole thing that led me to being diagnosed was crazy. I was living in the South. It was the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was just like too Pacific Northwest to deal with. Mm-hmm. that type of climate oh. yeah you told me you're allergic yeah. to the south your yeah. body's allergic to <laughs> yeah. southern living you know didn't stop going to the bathroom yeah. i'd wake up like 12 times in the night and was like this is just too much oh. and then i fainted and pretty much like got all my blood work i'm driving home and the nurse calls and she's like we've already called in your prescription you need to oh, take shit. insulin now if not yesterday they didn't they like, didn't want to what? admit you but shannon and i like to put off going to the doctor we're really bad people <laughs> no. you would hate us as i know don't even start we know i'm good now trust 
I'm come, not. Come see me. Move to New York. I'll take oh, care God. of it. Move to New York. You don't even want to take this on. We're just garbage fires. No. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, they got my blood work back and called me. Do you remember what your blood sugar was? Oh, yeah. Um, my blood sugar, I don't remember, but my ketones were 780. Those are urine ketones. Did they get a, a yeah. beta hydroxybutyrate in the blood? I don't know what that means. Oh, sorry. I'm getting too. I'm getting all. No, you're good. No. I feel like I should be paying you because you started this using is so funny <laughs> i charged by the syllable <laughs> she oh i like that she called me on the way to the pharmacy was like um i feel like this is bad she's like i'm crawling out of my skin about this i'm trying not to freak out but like they said i should have taken insulin yesterday <laughs> and on the way there i had a sweet tea on the way to the doctor oh, no. so, and it was a mcdonald's large sweet oh tea no so I, I downed the whole thing so i was so thirsty right 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 so i drank this whole sweet can tea. you talk about that thirst that oh. it's like an endless thirst that you'll chug a gallon and still be parched right it's the thirst that like if you smoked weed in college everybody <laughs> it's that thirst that your mouth can be wet but right behind your tonsils and down into your soul, it is forever dry. You're in the desert. And yeah. yeah, you're you're parched. It's it's hard to breathe. Everything becomes thicker. And so just like swallowing is awful. And you can wet your mouth forever. I tried I tried um that dental spray. Yeah, like the biotin for dry mouth. Yeah, biotin. I tried that. Um, nothing really worked for me. Is it like me. when you're hungover and you can't drink enough water, but then also water tastes sweet? Yeah. Okay. That's that's my own problem. That has nothing to do with yeah. diabetes. That's just a drinking problem. <laughs> that's just but a drinking problem. I was like, that just always fascinated me. <laughs> and it was crazy because again, summertime cookouts. I'm like having a beer with friends. I'm having a cocktail, but I'm forever hot. And then also in that same diagnosis, I also got diagnosed with um, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's actually. Aww. So I had a double diagnosis of like. Hey, the rest of your life, you fucked. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is the new normal for me. And it took me a really long time. Like, I'm still naughty. I still eat candy and stuff, but I'm like, I shot for this. But listen, you're you're okay. You you're allowed to, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. But I will say that I do. The endocrinopathies, <laughs> the endocrine glands, they get lonely. Mm -hmm. And so when one clunks out, they like to bring a friend along. So it's very common that you'll see yeah. folks with type 1 diabetes and Hashimoto's and sometimes adrenal insufficiency and vitiligo. They kind of mm -hmm. come, they come like in a, they, they, they have a party. They, everyone's got to come along. God. Bonnie told me, she's like, well, my Hashimoto's broke my pancreas. That's what I was thinking. He was like, pew, pew, pew. She's like, bye. <laughs> and I still have active cells. So my pancreas is still oh, that's like good. a third active. That's fantastic. And I almost got... Uh, taken into a trial study in Nashville. My endocrinologist is a woman who would travel around the world teaching people about diabetes. Wow. And she had diabetes. And she looked and sounded like the grandma from that TV show, Dinosaurs. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So every time <laughs> she gave me advice, I was like, I have to listen because she's just like, you don't know. She was, you know, she was like your hard ass aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I had to listen. Listen, you yeah. need to take your vitamins. <laughs> oh she my god, she was cool. I wanted to get me into this case study, and then all I could talk about on the phone with my mom and my sister while I was there was like, I might be able to have a zombie pancreas. Like it's gonna come back to life. <sighs> oh my god, the study was. I'm so jealous. If we can take your cells and spark them, and they'll talk to the other cells, and they'll invite them to the party. Oh my god, can everybody you spark wants mine? To join the party. Spark my cells. Do you have is, any is yours spark? Cells? Oh my god, mine are mine are so out to lunch. They've been broken. They're just dead. They're done though. Since I was nine, just like oh, you got diagnosed at nine. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's harder than younger. 
Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I, I, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, I think, so diabetes sucks no matter when you get it. It's just like a miserable experience. But I will say, yeah. I think, and, and Bunny, please, please comment on this. But I think when we're adults, we have established what our life, like what we like to do. We have autonomy. Mm-hmm. We like to eat this. We like to exercise then or not. We like to go to work. Blah, 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 we change our job. When you're a kid, it's like you wear what you're told. You go to sleep when you're told. You go yeah. to school when you're told. And so I was taking my shots because I was told. And I was taking my sugar, you know. And I was able to, in a way, kind of seamlessly, like, get into that transfer. Lifestyle. Yeah. And I yeah. wonder, like, if I was diagnosed in like my 20s or 30s, I'd be like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm not gonna do that. It's, I feel lucky. You're weird. It's weird that you say that because, like, I grew up. My cousin and I were five years apart. And I watched him very closely because I was so scared of needles. The thought of me being diabetic scares the shit out of me because I feel like I'd have to have my husband give me shots because mm. I'm so fucked up. On I needles. couldn't take my first shot on my own. Oh. I made somebody shoot me because my oh, my God. leg was moving away oh. as my hand was coming. I faint though, so I'm like fucking pointless. Oh no, with points. But my cousin, he rebelled against his diabetes in his teenage years, mm-hmm. so he wasn't a good boy with it because he had it since birth. Right. Or well, since like little little yeah. like under five yeah. if i remember right i don't know what's better here's the thing i didn't want to be sick so i stopped oh, doing shots fuck and i mean shots of alcohol <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, there's a learning curve here you had it when you were nine so you were already super established in how your body reacted to things by the time you were you know coming of age to drink and party and do what everybody oh, else is doing right right mind you you went to art school i went to art school i I partied out of art school pretty hard, but not with the people at art school. <laughs> I found outside <laughs> factors uh-huh. to make me um, not focus on my studies. But art school, studying to become a doctor, you had a better chance than like if mm. I had gone to like a party school a good point. and developed a real healthy alcoholism maybe 30 years old getting you know diagnosed with type 1 diabetes would have been like a really hard hit for me i had to watch what i was eating and not just go ham on those olive garden breadsticks <laughs> and pasta anymore i heard they're endless and about 32 grams of carbs per breadstick oh, man. <laughs> See, and that's something that doesn't even cross my mind it's weird that's crazy it's fun. Yeah. like there's a fun game with diabetics you can play if, if you're ever with a di- type 1 diabetic you can point at any like loaf of bread or you know plate of anything and you, how many carbs is that like 32 45 i used to play the game of bonnie can you eat this because i'm a cook oh so like she made me I'm a veggie chef, pasta so like, tried to overcompensate about the carb shit and she finally had to be like bitch i can eat your food i, need- I just need to shoot correctly and i'm like i don't want to kill my sister <laughs> you know you need carbs to live yes like you have to eat them the insulin is so your body it turns them to energy so I'm like, I'll give you mashed potatoes, <laughs> but like we're having maybe apple pie, depending on how you're feeling. How about that? Yeah. And I'm like, apple pie, look, I just overshot. Now I need it to survive. <laughs> Let's move forward into pie. The fun, the fun roller coaster of the blood. <laughs> Shit. I do feel like we could talk about diabetes all day long, which is like, this isn't a diabetes podcast, but I, I kind of want it to be because <laughs> I want to know everything. Let's just talk about uh, our bods. Right? Um, we do have nostalgia-based right? questions oh, for you, though. Let's do it. Because yeah, yeah. our podcast is all about learning about the humans and what they're doing in their lives and then throwing that in a dumpster and just deep diving into weird-ass memories. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 
Exactly. So the people want to know about uh, Lil Mike. Oh, the people don't want to know about me, but I can tell them anyway. They do too. I (laughs) bet you five bucks they want to know about you. (laughs) Do you want to start it off, Shane? Hell yeah. Okay, so I saw your photo of you as a tiny little muffin. It was the (laughs) cutest fucking thing ever. (laughs) And you were super dapper guy with sweet ass cuffs. Oh, I cuffed. Yeah, I cuffed. That was so cute. Five inches or not at all. Right? (laughs) Like, come at me. Look at my cuffs. And your sweet part too. I I'm not going to dwell, but that was very cute. <laughs> We're getting into spooky season, and I want to know what cute little baby Mike wore as a Halloween costume. And did you have any that were like embarrassing or wild or crazy or something you were like dead set on being? Tell me about your Halloween life as a child. Oh, man. So one of my earliest Halloween memories was actually kindergarten, oh. and I was a bunch of grapes. <laughs> I have that costume ready for this year. Shut your mouth. Do you really? Are you, are you going to be purple or green? Multicolored purple. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I had oh I had purple balloons, and I recall very distinctly. And I don't know why this memory has like <laughs> seared into my brain, but I trauma. It, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love this too much. I went to school because it was a school day, and mm. I was not in my costume yet because my mom told me that I would burst all of my great balloons and so I could not wear it to school. She's a wise woman. She's not wrong. Yeah. Because we had a plan to go to a Halloween costume contest at the end of the day and the winner would get big Apple circus tickets. Ooh. I remember it very distinctively that in school they were doing face painting and I said, can you paint me purple? <laughs> oh, so you just rocked a purple face I at school so because hard. you were prepping to win those tickets. Uh, yeah. And can I tell you? Shannon and Bonnie, yeah. we we won those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I am so happy for little Mike. Oh, we had Dude, a good time. I love a winner, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> the grapes. It's so weird that you mentioned grapes because I had messaged Shannon the other day. We literally just I texted her and I was like, hey, we need to have a little fall photo shoot for you or that. Let's get some, like, spooky Halloween-themed outfits together. I meant, like... Orange no. sweaters. I'm a and moron. Corduroy pants. <laughs> and she wrote me back and said, OMG, I, I, have, purple I have purple balloons. I can be great. A leotard and a hat. I mean, who doesn't have purple balloons and a leotard I and a hat? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, she, she, she's such a mom in her mind. I made my kid a lobster last oh, year because yeah. he wanted to be a lobster. Well, yeah, you're going to have to send me a picture of that. Okay. I, that. I sewed arms and he's then the put them on strings. He's the lobster you want to catch because he's juicy. He's so cute. <laughs> and then he made little clampy hands and I was like, what oh. are you? A lobster. Oh. It's cute. He adds syllables to the word. It's so cute. I'm exhausted by the idea of how much work our it's, parents it sounds like a lot costumes. of yeah it's a lot of work i i yeah. am kidless at the moment and my friends who have children i'm just i don't know how they do it it's weird this is the weirdest life i didn't know that i'd be making a lobster costume <laughs> if you ever asked me 10 years ago i'd be like that's that doesn't sound like anything <laughs> that's weird as hell no up until then he wanted to be mario like or a pirate every single year <laughs> and i was like redo perfect until it doesn't fit that's what you are this is great <laughs> <laughs> mario must have been a fun one. Oh, we might be mario again this year why not it's cute he yeah. likes a good mustache <laughs> <laughs> don't we all <laughs> 
right? Oh, he, yeah, I know. That's used to be my thing is I just get him fake tattoos and a, like a bag of mustaches. And She's he's happy. Yeah. He just looks so dope. He's like topless, covered in tattoos, <laughs> wearing a mustache and sunglasses on. Bonnie leaves that's after babysitting and he just looks like a weird little biker. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> so as we discussed, Mike, you have attended school for far longer than the average years. human. What is one thing that you miss from grade, middle, or high school that you'd incorporate into medical school or higher education in general just for funsies? Ooh. I have mm. some examples. Oh, let's say, give me some examples. <laughs> yes. All right. What my art school needed was school dances and a softball team. Hell yeah. Or maybe that cool Valentine's Day Cupid thing where random students from leadership class interrupt third period to pass out secret admirer roses. Oh, I like you know? that. Like, picture like you're that. just like in a lab, and somebody <laughs> knocks on the door, like, "Sorry, guys, but love's in the air." And they just give people roses. It's so weird. There needs to be something. There needs to be an incentive for adults to like cut a rug at Sadie Hawkins or something. Oh they my god, done that I on love Scrubs. That. Oh, they definitely would have done that. that. Can I? Can I tell you when you said that you got all of your medical information <laughs> from Scrubs? I have to tell you, of the medical TV shows, Scrubs is without a doubt the most accurate. Like it totally. Really? Yes, it gets a lot of what this life is like very right. That makes me happy because even when they're stressed out, they go take a nap in a room that's inappropriate. Yeah. Like a janitor closet yeah. or something. And I'm like, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> that that seems like the most functional thing well, to do. Well, when you said scrubs, it made me picture all of your stories, Mike, where you post so-and-so's having a birthday and you're, you know, whether they're residents or doctors around you, you're posting all of their like day in the life stuff and being like, here's my friend so-and-so and you're doing selfies and it makes it feel so personable and it makes it feel like scrubs mm-hmm. totally like Aww. i think that's why i relate it to that is because you make it like it less more what f- is it medicinal uh, less <laughs> like sterile, sterile. Yeah, less yeah. sterile. oh that makes me yeah. feel really nice yeah because i do yeah. i think there is like this weird world of medicine that doesn't seem accessible or like attainable or i always feel like i always describe myself amongst my doctor friends as an, i'm like oh i'm an artist not really a doctor and then when i'm a, amongst my <laughs> art friends i'm like oh i'm a doctor not really an artist you know it's that like oh my god so you do it. this is why you guys are friends oh my god <laughs> bonnie's like oh you know, no big deal i just do clerical shit oh just kidding i just draw it's like not a big deal <laughs> doodle. Oh, hashtag doodle yeah yeah i just oh, i just Lord. doodle but but to your to your question i think it would be pretty cool if there was like some kind of like med school prom or you know wait i take it back i take it back because we have we do have like a formal dance thing i'm gonna take it back i think it'd be cool to have a field day like capture the flag day like spring and there's all these Mm -hmm. different areas snow cone machine yes the weird giant blow up things you bounce yeah. on yes. after the flag. You yes. guys get to yeah. hit each other with those gladiators. Oh my god! Like the yes. Joust shit. Oh. oh, okay. So real talk. Bonnie and I were the ones that would run that shit. Oh, <laughs> that's we had campologies. I would love to go to campologies, dude. Be careful because we, we plan to do an East Coast one. It has oh, been I'm threatened. I'm there. Oh well, that's easy. So <laughs> sign me up. I mean, do you want to be featured as uh, an ologist? That was you already, get all the perks. Yeah. Oh, you get a special well, color camp shirt. You do have to run an activity. Oh darn! Oh, so I could do so the fun. I could do the how to take an insulin shot. <laughs> You'll be the medic. We'll just give you the first aid kit. Yeah, I'll walk around one. with that. I could do that. Oh my god! Field day would be 
incredible. It's when you're in classroom settings with people and then you get to see part of their personality that only mm -hmm. comes out with like a certain kind of event. You need a like a loose event. Like, yes. The the quietest girl yeah. in class, as soon as you get her into a tug of war, she could be the one being like, Paul, motherfucker. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> Stacey. You People's know? team leadership and yes. competitive skills, just the fun shit that comes to the surface when you make them act like a kid for like yeah. just yes. an hour. Oh, totally. It, oh, it feels so good. Fun. It's so it, true. It's that and dopamine like, you need. It's, I feel like especially in like grad school and like people are so stressed out and all they're doing mm -hmm. is studying and like, you know, sitting in the library in the lab. To put people in a setting where they're not thinking about the next exam or like cramming and they're not in the library and they're outside, like it's such a good break from that. And those people get to intermingle with different departments that they might not oh, get that's to. Yes, yes. And then when you're back in that like school workflow, you see those people in the hallway and it's better. less scary, you know, exactly. like especially yeah. if you're like a first year and everything seems crazy and everyone else kind of looks like they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm even if they don't <laughs> it should be like mandatory i could tell you from experience no one knows what they're doing they all just pretend <laughs> so it's like every other job i've ever been yeah cool. <laughs> yeah Fine. never say you're sorry never say it's your fault always have an informed answer even if it's not right and say with confidence and then double check later <laughs> say with confidence that's what or I just brace yourself and say in my opinion or you know I think this because then <laughs> then you can't be held liable. So I, can, I concur, Doctor. Getting sued. Do you concur? Well, it's definitely a fiochromocytoma, clearly. Always. <laughs> oh my God, we need I to bring it. field day to the medical industry. Let's do it. You know, it makes for happier doctors, that makes for better quality medical service, mm -hmm. happier patients. Right. I can't even imagine. I've had some real stick in the mud doctors where mm. I go to an appointment when I leave. I'm like, they made me feel like they hate themselves and they hated that I was there and they hated oh. that I had an appointment. Well, and but then I'm like, I think that's just them. It is. It is. There's there is a horrible amount of burnout in in the medical yeah. field. It's really sad, but it's you hit it on the head. It's like we're in school for 20 years, and then the way that the like healthcare is very broken right now, and mm -hmm. the way that reimbursement works and everything else. You're just slammed with patients that you have to see in like 10 or 15 minutes. And you went into this to help people. And to help people, you need to sit and talk to them. And you can't. You know, it's really tough. Yeah. Well, I'm the worst kind of patient, I will say, because like my primary care doctor, my husband and I have the same family doctor, which is awesome. We have for the last eight years. Aww. I stay with him because he's no bullshit. I don't have a lot of patience. And if anybody's coddling me, I'll stop going because I feel like they're a liar. <laughs> he's very no nonsense. And he straight up tells me, well, you're overweight and you need more sleep. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I don't, I don't like taking pills and my life's complicated. So like he just tells me, well, you're not dying. These are the two things. You're you're still fat and you need sleep. <laughs> I'm not dying. Cool. See you, see you in six months. Oh, my God. That's amazing. But he's great. <laughs> but I think it's about meeting your patient halfway. Like some people respond to that tough love, but you have to kind of read them and some people oh, need yeah. more hand holding and it's all about kind of finding that balance, I think. I'm I'm grateful for our doctor. He's got he's got an easy patient with us, thank God. So oh. I feel like we could talk to you about everything ad nauseum all day long. I'm so I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Growing up, did you have any after school clubs or groups that you belong to? Bonnie and I were both Girl Scouts like long term oh. to the point where we ended up getting our Girl Scout troop dismantled, I think, at the very end. Did you we guys sell cookies? Hell yeah, yeah, we, we did. Sold cookies. <laughs> and then I turned into like a weird drama nerd. 
and then turn stagecraft, which stagecraft, if anybody doesn't know, it's when you you're, can't act. you can't act, you actually, <laughs> but you still want to participate. You just like build the stage and you cheer build everybody the stage. on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a giant craft project. Right. And then you sell a bunch of tickets right. like you sold Girl Scout cookies. Oh. Right. And I will say the stages that I built with my team, I turned into a very crazy foreman and <laughs> I had artistic vision for that goddamn production and I have artistic skill kind of not like Bonnie, but like I'm middle. You're good. I'm all right. I will say guys and dolls never look so good. (laughs) But did you have any extracurriculars that you remember that you Yeah, tell us about high school Mike Natter. Uh, Well, first of all, I've never heard of that stagecraft. That's fascinating to me. It's where non-actors get to participate. It's set. Set design. Set set design. design. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. I I believe it or not, I'm not the the tallest of all of, of dudes. But I, I played uh, basketball competitively throughout kind of high school and, and middle school and elementary school. I was, a, I was a big basketball guy. How tall are you? Tell the world. I'm about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Shut up. <laughs> Reverse Not that. Not the tallest. Flip that. That means he's 5'6". I'm, I'm, I'm about 5'7". Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I was right. That's Nailed it. Average. Nailed it. That's average yeah. height. You know, I, I would think so. But, you know, I look around and all my friends and colleagues are like at least 5'10 or more. So I don't know. I think I'm a little no. below. No, they're not average. You're average. <laughs> they're overachieving. They're freaks. <laughs> like, what's up, freak? I'm average. <laughs> That's what you should tell them. Basketball, you don't need to be a giant. Kevin Hart plays basketball. What's up? He's That's true. That's true. Put in your pocket. You no. need to have like that attitude. Yeah. going in that you're a badass <laughs> i knew giant dudes in high school and it didn't mean they were good at basketball that's true that's true yeah it's like us we're tall how many people try to get us to play tall sports how tall are you yeah. guys I look, I look like a broken baby deer i was 5'10 <laughs> you're 5'10 yeah oh what yeah. i would give to be 5'10 oh my god okay real talk i was like 135 and 5'10 in high school and they were like play volleyball or basketball and i'm like i'm gonna break in half and yeah. die <laughs> I could I could pitch because nobody could bother me. I yeah, we were softball the, girls. Yeah. Okay, and we we went hard. We in were softball. aggressive. We were aggressive. Yeah, and Bonnie was my catcher and I was a pitcher, and we like ruled the world for a little while. That you guys was are you guys are the cutest sisters. You guys played baseball together. You pod together. We have our we're, moments. Yeah. Aww. Sometimes we we're, cook together. Sometimes Aww. she's a good ass sous chef. We're I'm sure. like when it comes to like holiday stuff, oh, I'm yeah. good at like whipping up sides and like yeah. getting desserts prepped Ooh. Yeah. Again, and i'll carbs. get sweaty making that turkey and, and, whatnot. <laughs> and like some serious. fancy ass cocktails or flow where i see her like coming in with hot mitts and i'm like out of the way <laughs> we're <mode>. dodging <laughs> it's it's weird to find someone that you can work well with in like a high pressure situation and we're good at that stuff yeah. so when she does like chef pop-ups and oh yeah bonnie's my go-to waitress stuff. that's great yeah i like just like mingling with the people and i can clear a plate like nobody's business <laughs> back to sports though bonnie was the most badass catcher though because she took up the whole fucking plate like on purpose like she yeah. was uh, she was crowd, crowding the plate come at me bitch like <laughs> a spider yeah she was like a cool tarantula yeah, like on a the plate. spider like try to steal home when that bitch is sitting there ready for you it's impossible. Yeah, uh, having that. But basketball, I looked so stupid on the basketball court. How long did you play basketball? That was a long ass time from like grade school to college. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't play in college. I didn't play competitively, just like pick up. And I, I play, I would say I play now, but I, I decided to turn 35 and break in, like turn to glass and my neck basically broke. So I haven't played. Oh, that's right. Fuck, you do have a weird <laughs> neck right now. Uh, I have a How terrible do- neck. 
God. My neck and my back just falling apart. There's a song about that. Um, <laughs> I saw your cartoon about that recently. That was a very educational cartoon oh, about thank your, you. your neck creature. You know what you know what I found is that when you <laughs> maybe you guys experience this too, but when you put stuff on the internet, like yeah. you'll offend someone. Even like the most benign of things, you'll find someone to offend. Mm-hmm. Did you offend <laughs> someone with your about neck your vertebrae pain? monster? Yeah, somehow, somehow, I I caught some. I just like you know, and I'm a sensitive guy. I'm like, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, and like, I'm just getting DMs about like, how dare you, <laughs> like all this stuff. Basically, there is a theory that like somehow this person found my cartoon to be like a woe is me. Um, like I have a slip disc, blah, 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 blah. And I guess they do research in like patient mentalization of their conditions. And Oh, so I, they doctored you when you didn't ask to be their damn patient? Yeah. Like they, they thought that I was spreading some kind of like false. They're like, you're not supposed to complain about it and like worry about it in the way that you're doing it. And wow. that's, there's data that shows it like it'll make it work. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did you send them a tiny violin and tell them it wasn't yours? <laughs> that actually wasn't what I was doing, but kindly oh, go okay. fuck yourself. I find the best thing is to just not engage with yeah. them. They Good. were probably just trying to show off that they had retention of information in their own education. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I think However, you're right. <laughs> mentally, drawing something that is weighing on you physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, and mentally, drawing it, is super fucking healthy. Hell yeah. yeah. It's cathartic. If you're frustrated by it and you're making sense of it to you, like you've gotten to see the parts of it and you put it in a way where like, hey, people that aren't medical doctors, I could show you an x-ray and you'd still be like, I don't understand what's causing mm-hmm. you pain. And you draw it in a way that's like, oh, fuck. You know, fuck <laughs> my life. And you make it available to the regular people like us, but you're doing it also. It's cathartic for you. It and is. you're not it fishing really for people to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> that person's like, I'm sorry. I, I seem to have misplaced my soapbox. I need to tell this guy he's dick for no fucking reason. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm in so much pain right now. Please. I will literally fight that guy in the street. You're like, <laughs> you're right. Actually, reading your comment made it Ugh. feel physically worse. So you're like, I you need could... to go to therapy about your comment. You <laughs> well, you're yeah. also in a, you know, you're in a place where you have tons of followers in a format where people are either on there for entertainment or they're on there to share their own stuff or they're on it to be TikTok famous or popular or influencer it's a weird weird collective media to be in (laughs) it used to just be for artwork yeah and i bring that up all the time where it was invite only oh i'm og bonnie's og instagram royalty you wouldn't know it that's that real yeah artists sharing art and photography and it was Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah it's private and now it's like every mom's a dance contest yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous <laughs> i love it now it's like my it morphed, but it's ugh. my fresh air i can't hate on instagram i just feel like people use it incorrectly yeah. sometimes Agreed. and guess what everybody it's just a fucking diary it's a for cool you platform think yeah. about it like a diary yeah you don't have to use it as a platform you don't have to use it as a billboard if you have it and you have that platform by all means use it especially in the environment currently mm-hmm. i like looking back and going 
remember when I was crocheting for a month and I was like, look at my new (laughs) hobby, everyone. It never appeared in my feet again Mm -hmm. because I don't care. But I look back and I'm like, wow, that was a fun moment. But that's so true though. Like it's your personal page and it's like a repository of memories and that's kind of how I want mine to be. But I don't know how, like I I kind of backed into having a platform. Like it was never an intentional. Do you feel like that's pressure for you and it limits you or you're just. It's not only because like, I, I, like I never, like there are people out there, a lot of people out there these days that I think their goal is to make an Instagram following and to use it as a business and as a platform. And like, that's what they're like after. Whereas it was very random and organic where I, it kind of grew on its own because of my art and like the crossover into medicine. And then a friend of mine actually at BuzzFeed did this really nice piece about my stuff. And like, that's a catapult that kind of started. Yeah, things. But sweet. for me, what's weird is that like, now that I do have this platform and I do think that as a physician and someone that has like the a platform and a grandstand, I think there is a bit of a responsibility to speak in a way that Consciously. is good. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really think that like just being a physician, like in and of itself, I think you have a, a, a responsibility to the public, but then if you have the ability to speak and have like a louder voice, I think you really need to use that for good. You know, I, I mm-hmm. feel that, but I don't feel any pressure and I don't feel any, um, I, I get some comments like, you know, I, I think what we're dealing with currently in our, in our like political situation is not even political. It's like, I call it supra political. Like it's beyond political. It's just about mm, like yeah. being a human being. So yeah, I've weird. done a couple of yeah. posts about that or I've like, I don't know, like shared a story. Yeah. Done, I get I've... real fucking excited when you teeter on political. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. You are already a good human Thank and you. a good doctor. So using your platform for good, you don't have to pivot. You're already doing that. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a stretch for you to be responsible with your posts because that's already the vein of what you do. Thank you. When you do stuff, people are like, either either they're there for that or they're there for your art. And if you're leaning political, they're probably on the same page. And if they're not, if they go to your DMs and they can't say it publicly, they're a fucking dirtbag. (laughs) Yeah, so I've gotten a lot of that. Let me tell you, a lot of that. Then why are they following you? That's why I don't, I don't respond or engage because all they need to do is unfollow, and like that's fine. But what what upsets me more is that like I don't need to sit in my echo chamber. Like it's great that I have a lot of like minded people in my following, but mm-hmm. I'd rather the people that disagree with me listen to what I'm saying because maybe we can have an actual discussion. You know, that's why you're one of the good ones. We're in such a polarized time these days. It's tough. It's tough. It's very so sad. Weird. Dude, yeah. Let's talk about not sad stuff. Okay, sorry, sorry. It's a good set. Fucking good. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Reel it in. Reel it in. Bring it back to Mini Mike. All right. Can you give us an insight to the types of animation styles you loved growing up, whether they inspired the artist in you or just made for a totally awesome Saturday morning? What kind of cartoons? Were you just building the blocks of Mike with? Oh my God. Okay. So oh, this is so nice to reminisce about. So I was like a, I, I'm a, I'm a, like a purist. So I grew up on like Bugs Bunny, like straight up, like Popeye, the OG, you know, Looney Tunes kind of stuff. So that's what I was watching. And then as I got older, I became really, really into comic books. I think a lot of guys my age were like reading them and stuff, but I really, really indulged in like the line work and the cross hatching and the colors. Yes. Like 
I loved all of that. And I think that was kind of my first real like obsession of right. form and art and like creation. I think that that really sparked a lot for me. Oh, I could go back further in my oh, brain. Man. I helped my mom grocery shop as like my family chore and I loved it. She taught me how to read unit price on things. I oh, Game changer. <laughs> but at the end, I would get to pick an Archie comic book from oh, the actual stand the where, you know, it was like gum and comics. That mm -hmm. was like the only thing. The treats. And that halftone printing pattern. Yes. I still wish I could master that in my digital art because I'm scared to use it. Cause I, I love it. Oh, you should do it. You should do it. Dude. Like, like that newsprint kind of like Roy Lichtenstein type thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I have one million brushes that are all kinds of half tones, and I play with them, and then I like take the filter off. I'm like, no, I can't. You can. No, I'm so clean can. lines and deep Bonnie, shadows Bonnie and has highlights. So and stuff, much detail to her shit. I wish I could just do like one Slop. color fills with mm -hmm. the half tones. But you know what's so funny is your artwork kind of reminds me. Shannon and I got way obsessed oh, no. with Garfield. Yes. You have those oh, round yes. edges like Garfield. Dude, <laughs> yes. like, I was obsessed. The I way you draw yourself reminds yeah. me oh, of my John. God. Yeah, yes. you have John does. Yeah, you have a Garfield vibe to you, oh and I think that's God. why when I found your art, I was like, "Oh, this feels like home." You're right. Yeah, I am a big fat lazy cat. I just want to sleep and eat. It's kind of true though. That is, and you're right. The, there is a kind of a round. You're absolutely right. There's like a simple roundness to that yeah when you have the smack the head gesture and you look exhausted <laughs> that's john. That's it's john, john arbuckle he comes home from work so it you're part totally john is. part oh garfield you love you carbs like lasagna you love coffee i love lasagna i love garfield coffee. love coffee what's and garfield cool? hated mondays so here's the best thing bonnie what's the number one comic you remember from our childhood what's that that's coffee that's garfield <laughs> Like, <laughs> remember it to this day because it was, I cut it out and taped it on the side of something. Mm -hmm. Like, but I also took it with me to Japan, then I took it with me to college. He woke up from a dead sleep. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'll tell you. You'll appreciate this comment. Frame by frame. Okay, ready? Picture this me. in your mind's eye. <laughs> Fat cat, face down flat on what looks like the top of a surface, probably Z's. like a table. There's Z's coming from his face. His arms are down. His face is down. You see like three whiskers. Mm -hmm. And then there's nothing. Then the next frame, his smell. ears perk up and there's a waft of like fragrance and he peeks his head up and he says, what's that? All Z's all drawn out. And then John peeks around the corner with a carafe of coffee and he says, that's coffee. That's the end of the but it's like we like peed ourselves laughing when we were in high school we both developed the taste uh, for coffee yeah, our dad early. made very strong coffee yeah. so we would come in and i'd be like oh what's that she'd be like that's, that's coffee, coffee. And it was our <laughs> so it's classic round lines yeah and right. you draw very clean. I have a weird thing in my brain that's like the one OCD thing <laughs> in my life. And it's um, when I babysat and all the kids watched like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel and stuff, I was really offended when they would watch dirty cartoons. Oh, God. What are dirty cartoons? Uh, like Ren and Stimpy's this is so dirty. Oh, yes, yes. Had yes. dirty lines. When the fill doesn't Rugrats, match the lines Rugrats, or when there's no shadow. 
is pretty dirty. Like the animation isn't clean. It's everything feels a little great. And that's like the, you know, the point of it. The style, yeah. But like. It grates on the nerves so bad. Things behind them are always moving. Yes. Or there's no outline. That actually used to drive me crazy. No outline is crazy. Where the foreground and the background had zero outline, but just the main characters. And you're like. That's fucking like, lazy. Give me like a Daria. <laughs> give me a oh, fat, yes, thick yes, outline. Yes, yes. Very graphic, very clean. There's like two tone difference in the yeah. shadow on her shirt, but that's it. Like that's yeah. it. And it was Simple. so And it's a sharp that, line. Yes, there's like it's like a '90s <laughs> style, and I think for some reason I want to do comic-y stuff where I do really bold cross hatching and make it look like rough and grimy. But if I don't do it clean and perfect, this is Rugrats okay. all over again. I can't. <laughs> this is the brainwash from having an extremely fine-tuned artistic dad. Even his sloppy shit looked fucking it's perfect. Yeah. I do Bob Ross landscapes at best. Oh. And that's well, it. I mean, that's pretty damn good. I will, yeah, she's I'll really paint good. you a sunscape. Maybe you think about a happy little fish. And I would pond. like a happy little tree. Yeah. You got a happy little bush. Yeah. A mean happy little tree. A happy little tree, actually. Not me. <laughs> but uh, I can't do a portrait or any of that kind of shit to save my life because my dad's fine-tuned details ring in Were my your ears. parents artists? Mike? Oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah. My parents... Um... No, your voice went up very high. <laughs> it's funny. Like, they're creative in many ways, but they wouldn't they wouldn't call themselves artists. Like, my, my mom was a school teacher, so she was very creative, and she would always be, like, kind of crafty, but she can't really draw. And okay. my, my dad is actually a lawyer, but before he went to law school, he, was, he went to engineering school. Oh, he's good at drafting like, Yes, he has, okay. he's a draftsman. And he does a, he's actually really good, but he doesn't, he sees it as more of like math than, than art, you know? Yeah. Man, I'm so everywhere. I love math <laughs> because it's organized Oy. and... Uh-uh. One right answer. It's not arguable. Yeah. Unless you go into like styles of math debate. Mm. Like, I don't care about that. You can go to any country... And yeah. math is math. Ooh, that's a you good know? point. Yeah. Measurements, I don't, we just call them something different. But the measurements are always the same. Things are always the same. Lines are always the same. Angles are always the same. And I think that's cool. However, if I sat down to draft something, I get real stoked mm. on seeing like blueprint style artwork almost. Yes, where yes. It's that line work and then they start to shade it and you're like, this is hyper realistic, but I can see your line work so I can see these like Roman streets oh, that's being so drafted into pencil on the sides. And it blows <laughs> my mind because I could... I could just sit and maybe paint part of one building Mm -hmm. and it would be like, okay, but I can't do that clean line work like compasses and protractors and rulers. I can't find them when I need them because I just, (laughs) I can't can't do straight lines. Okay. So that just reminded me, my husband and I were trying to build a fire pit in the backyard. Oh yeah. I was like, okay, draw your concept and then we'll like figure it out. Yeah. Well, and then that I realized he's a machinist drawer okay everything is a sharp line edge everything's measured Mm -hmm. and then my paintings and stuff he's always been like oh these are so cool like it blows his mind because that's not how his mind works yeah but he's architecturally and machinist with the way he draws everything is precise Hmm. like i found journals and shit and i'm like bro you can draw this is fucking (laughs) weird i didn't know this about you and he's like no 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 these are just these are sketches and i'm like technical drafting it's like technical drafting yeah interesting yeah so he wouldn't he wouldn't consider his his art as art no No, it's all just like mechanical like if he could use graph paper i think he would like, <laughs> it's funny but i have stacks Art's of it and crazy. i just smell it and i'm like i just I'm look at it and i'm like you're pretty <laughs> <destroy."> 
That's why we're weird impressionists. And we're like, graph paper my is so structured. They're going to ruin your paper. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Um, oh, side so question. Weird. This isn't even important. But do you love the smell of paper? What's oh, my God. I love it. In art. Oh, my God. I, I like the smell of oil paints, but I don't even paint. Same. <laughs> oh, you just open them up, smell them, and put them away. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just walking into an art supply store is like oh. the greatest thing ever. Okay, you want the best smell ever, and you can like hoard it without having that weirdness of oil paint. Okay, go into an art store, mm-hmm. buy a tube of impasto. What's that? So, so I oil paint. That's my jam. Bonnie loves. I can't oil. Paint. I love oils. Impasto makes oil paint seize up at a higher rate. Oh, but it makes the texture a little more opaque. It makes it so you can make a thicker texture on an oil painting, but it doesn't take longer to dry. Interesting. It's okay. rat. I fucking love it for trees. So it's got the that smell. shit smells so good that I used to keep a tube in a drawer in my art room so I could just go <laughs> smell it like a fucking weirdo because I love the smell of oil paint. It's so cool. It's so good. And pasto is the coolest shit ever, though. It feels like a secret tool. I like, I like it. All this. I know. I love an art store. It's I like to just walk to, through it. It's the best. I love the smell of wood burning. I love, love the smell of <laughs> varnishes and finishes. I know. We have weird Oh, crap. so good. So good. The three of us, top secret, should just go into a line of candles <laughs> that just smells like art supply. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Million dollar we business. Do we do this time. every podcast. We're like, all right. You know what here's we what we're going to do. Oh, my God. We're out of- <laughs> What's your next okay. childhood question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Super simple. What was your favorite after school snack? Oh, you you think that's simple? That's actually probably the hardest thing ever. Like, how many carbs do I get? I know. (laughs) So, like pre pre diabetes or post diabetes? Give me me a good crust. A crust. (laughs) So, I think pre diabetes. They had, I don't know if you guys, are you guys familiar with Gushers? Oh, oh shut yeah. your mouth. Of course we're familiar with I overshoot with Gushers. for Gushers. Oh. Dude, to this day. Love me some Gushers. That was I back in the 40, day. So any snack you ate, I ate before you. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, those those are probably my go-to before I had the BDs. After the BDs, ugh. I mean, I was pretty boring. Boring's good. You know, my dad was big on these. He liked to get these chocolate graham crackers that were pretty good the carbs were decent and the sugars weren't too bad very delicious i think that would be it chocolate graham crackers yeah do you know they make chocolate ritz crackers no they don't <laughs> they fucking do oh yes i need to get some of those. he just mentally went down the grocery no. aisle and yeah, went <laughs> do you know how many boxes i buy of those when i see them on the shelf i'm Ooh. a sucker. And then I hoard them. Are they from, salty? They're salty, sweet perfection. Oh, they have everything. Interesting. If you put peanut butter between them, it's a oh. goddamn cookie. Oh, my God. Some right I now. don't because they're seasonal. It's Christmas time. Listen, BDs, I'll get you some for Christmas. Give me them. Wrap right. them as a present. <laughs> oh, I went devil on yeah, this. One. I like it. No, you get a little Satan when we talk about food. I hear. <laughs> Do you eat cereal still? Oh, Can you tell me about your cereal? To not miss cereal? I, miss I was going to say, I, so I love cereal growing up, but I it just crushes my blood sugar. So I yeah, I can't eat it at yeah, all. I don't eat it at all either. I miss it. I'm a bad person, so I smoke cigarettes <laughs> on occasion. Every day, but it's better than um, I went, I started vaping <laughs> instead of because I quit smoking, so I started vaping so I could quit. And then I started hearing about popcorn lungs, so I was like, back to cigarettes. But what I did here's my trick is 
all the vape juices I got tasted like cereals oh, I Jesus, ate as a child right. because oh. I was like, gosh, I miss this flavor. Like smacks, uh, golden grams. Like, oh my all God. Oh my god! I, yeah, Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles. Oh Fruity god! Fruity Pebbles was the jam. Oh god! And then what made me think of this was, as poor kids, when we yeah. ran out of cereal, there was four of us. We mm-hmm. would crush up graham crackers mm-hmm. and pour milk over it and call it graham cracker cereal. Oh yes, right. That sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't even really like cereal very often. So I don't even like breakfast very much. I'm a really garbage human when it comes to breakfast oh but I breakfast just, is the best what yeah. else? we go hard on brunch Listen, now because we're I like brunch i'm just kidding so <laughs> i poach an egg like nobody's business i'm a grown-up now cereal i loved golden grams yes so most of my friends smoke a lot of weed so i learned how to make like rice crispy treats, treats with the cereals they liked I, I am a wuss. I don't partake because it just puts me to sleep and then I'm useless for everyone. She makes some but, weed. But I make it treats. for everybody else. I oh, we're in make... Oregon. So. Uh, P.S. Sorry, <laughs> rest of the country. And yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> I'll make a popcorn ball, but I'll do it with cereal instead. Oh. So I'll make like cereal balls of Maybe weird shit. Maybe that's how I can get like a yeah. sprinkle of flavor yeah. in I'll my put life. it in the popcorn. Oh my God, that sounds good. Golden grams and cinnamon toast crunch. Those yeah. two make the mm. best oh, cinnamon additives. Toast crunch is so good. Right? Yeah. My mouth is watering right now. It's God, not I would do <laughs> like a, a sprinkle on top of non-fat Greek yeah. yogurt. Well, it's not terrible. And then picture I was eating cereal. I just had to hear it from oh, another no. Beatty's buddy. Okay, so I have a Beatty's <laughs> question because I'm not and I'm curious. Sure. Okay, what's the worst fruit for diabetics? Uh, well, so everyone's, everyone's a little bit different, but I found that bananas. Bananas? Really? Banana, I'll, I'll eat them um, if I'm low, and I'll eat them in, like, moderation if I'm not low. Like, I'll have, like, a quarter of a banana. But I find that mm-hmm. bananas and, like, mangoes, which are delicious, the ones that are really delicious. just Watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. Watermelon and apples are, like, the two that I would I feel like I would apples are your best ones because they have fiber, fiber. so oh. you slowly digest. The oh, sugar. look at you! you yes, yes. Sugar, and then you get a slow digestion. See, this is why I would be a bad diabetic. <laughs> Do you know what I had for lunch yesterday? What do we have? Three quarters of a watermelon with honey on it. Oh, that's a lot of right. sugars. Yeah, right. but listen, and then person. I cleaned the house like I was on meth. <laughs> and then I had a yerba mate. So I mean, oh, you're I'm really amped up. I'm a garbage human. I no, you are not. No, you're not. And like, here's the thing. I think being diabetic is really, really hard. And I think there's a lot of like food shaming and all that stuff. And like, listen, we can all have bad days. We can all try and eat a little something in moderation. And if we go overboard, we go overboard. But as long as we kind of come back, you know, it's okay. But I do have to put my, I have to put my doc, my doctor hat on for a moment (laughs) and say, I hope that you're you're reconsidering trying to quit smoking. I am. Okay, good. I am. But we just had Oregon fires here real bad. Oh, that's oh, right. This was a flame. And we couldn't even leave our house. So the the stupidest feeling as a grown adult with mental capabilities to understand the environment, the stupidest feeling is going outside when the air quality is 320. Mm. Oh, hazardous! It's so bad. Oh it's off the radar hazardous, and smoking a cigarette and oh looking God. around in what looks like fog and being like, "Why am I doing this?" Right. It's a real eye opener. So yes, and smoking in general is bad. 
but smoking with diabetes is your body is already a freaking storm. Yeah, it's true. And it's true. I'm just adding more things to my heart and my blood vessels. And I my will brain. say, in her defense, I uh, quit for what, she quit for a really long time in Nashville and was doing really great. Good. Just she beats and on I, herself about smoking all the time anyway. But I like, do. I will say, after our dad passed, everything went down. Oh, the I'm sorry. This you know, is bad news the game changer for me when I originally quit pre-diabetes, pre-everything, but the game changer for me was the realization that in the job I was currently in, Mm -hmm. I could not afford medical bills for what would happen to me. Mm. And I'm paying for something that I can't pay for later. And I'm I'm literally throwing my money away. And then later (sighs) I'm going to have a really big bill for something that might not be 100% fixable. That's a lot of foresight. That's impressive. That's what got me to quit. It was just that moment of I'm literally spending money on something I can't afford to treat. And people tend to think of doctors as I'll do whatever I want and they'll just fix it for me later. Right. It doesn't work like that. No, not everything is fixable. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm lucky I get to be on medication that will keep me alive for the Mm -hmm. remainder of my life. That's a a best case scenario for me. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has access to a pill they can take every morning and something they can put in their body that their body doesn't make anymore. Yeah. You know, you got to just weigh your own options here. I'm not a millionaire. I can't afford a bio body and science hasn't got me there yet. Doctors can't fix everything. Yeah. I need to just That's quit on really my That's a really good point of view. I give you massive credit for that. You credit can't. too, yeah. Cigarettes are so fucking expensive. Uh-huh. And it's not cool anymore. No. Listen, I got, <laughs> cool. I got addicted when it was cool. Yes. And then everyone else stopped smoking and <laughs> I'm the asshole everywhere right. we go. I blame the music the industry asshole. for Bonnie's smoking habit. Right? I'm, I'm shamed in the shadows. All these like yeah. women that got it together were going to these events, right. and I'm oh, like yeah. the she's the odd man, the out leather smoking. jacket. Oh. And look at me like I'm shit on their heels, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing this so I don't murder you, Listen, people. Now influencers I'm don't smoke. That's no. the weirdest part of it. It's but, great. Yeah. No, smoking is going out, and I fucking love it. Like, New York isn't very smoky anymore, is it? No, no. It's like when I was growing up, it was you walked into a bar, it's like you couldn't breathe, and now people can't yeah. even smoke anywhere. When no I went smokes. to Jersey, no one smoked, and that yeah. was like and that's three Jersey. years ago. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I know. That was Jersey, and no one was smoking. It was crazy. <laughs> it's not cool anymore. Oh, I just need to get over myself. It's a really and- good point. No, it's, listen, it's a very, very, very difficult thing to kick, but I just was curious. I wanted to at least at least throw my throw my my support i appreciate your support and your insight it is an addiction and i think like to myself the way i placate the situation as i say like well it could be better you know i'm not on meth i did say (laughs) that i will say i said well at least you're not smoking meth and then i joked and i was like no it's actually yeah it's they're all they're all bad everything's bad bad. for your body (laughs) this is my all-time favorite question okay i'm so excited mike i'm, I'm getting there I'm, uh, hit me with it <laughs> all right you ready romance oh shit intrigue you're obviously charming and you're very handsome oh, well this is you. an audio thing so you guys <laughs> check him out oh. even in his drawings he is adorbs seriously he puts that five o'clock shadow on and we're like <laughs> but there has been much debate about you in the ologies group Oh, yeah. Some saying that people commenting on how alluring you are oh, is sexist. And if you were a woman, oh, yeah. we wouldn't condone such behavior. 
Others argue that in a world full of crazy, having a sweet doctor to daydream about is totally okay. I like to screenshot the latter, yes. natter, and send them to you. <laughs> oh, do you really? I do. That's so I funny. send him compliments. Oh, my God. Um, it makes my day. From the group. It's, I just try to get him to like maybe blush a little and be like, oh, people are out there talking about me. And oh it's gosh. all sweet stuff. It's all very cute. Yeah. But I think it's because, A, you were yes. on ologies. So you're already put up on this like pedestal for them where they're like, oh, science brain. He's he's amazing. he's amazing. And then also you you are a handsome man. Oh my, you, can... you got good genes. Thank your parents. Well, thank you, you guys. You guys are just I need to talk to you guys every day. Just make me feel better. <laughs> where you're near. You are an attainable dream boat. Oh, every time you look every, when you wake up in the morning and be like, those bitches said I am an attainable <laughs> dream boat. When you and think I you have brilliant. to shave, just be like, nah, nah bitches love shadow. Yeah. No, bitches love it. We're bitches. Oh. Yes, we are. But I'd like to go back further sure. and let's humanize you for all the people daydreaming about Dr. Natter. <laughs> I would love to know if you have any embarrassing or not so romantic run-ins with love, any Ooh. awkward kisses. Total turndowns, disses. We want the scoop. Weird crushes on, on Ooh, young yeah. Mike and his love life. Oh sure, yeah. No, I um I struggled for years, so I I had like a backwards adolescence because I feel like I was very fortunate in that I think I blossomed very early and I had a lot of good friends and I had a wonderful girlfriend when I was in like young when I was in like high school and like middle school and all that stuff. Everything was fine. Everything went well. Then I went to college and everything just fell apart for me. And it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like darkly depressed. Like, so I, I was dating a girl from basically most of high school. You had a high school sweetheart. I did. I did. I was madly in love with her oh. and tried to do the long distance thing when she went to college. She went to college down in St. Louis and I was in upstate New York and it just kind of fell apart. I was still very much in love with her, but she kind of just called it. And I was oh. a mess, an absolute oh. mess. And I would be such a wreck that it kind of like messed up the remainder of my college years because then when I tried to like date other women, I just ended up like talking about my ex-girlfriend. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty standard. I did that Oh, too. it was terrible. I was such a wreck and I would cry. I actually had... I had a horrible roommate as a freshman, and so I needed to find a. I had a crying bench that was off in the gazebo because I needed to find a way to <laughs> to cry in peace. <laughs> um, so that was gazebo. Can you picture it in your mind? Like if you were to write a diary entry from a memory, could you draw that gazebo? Oh my <laughs> like... god! Well, it, there, what it was was there was a bench, and then there was a gazebo, and so I thought it was it was pitch black. I was like, I'm all alone, so I could do like my ugly loud cry. And then one night, I heard a bunch of these stoners, you know, doing their thing in the gazebo, and I realized I was not alone, and they could very much hear me, and I had to run away. <laughs> <laughs> so oh as God. as a weed smoker yeah. in my past and sometimes present, if I were in the gazebo, I would be uh, that paranoid one that was like, "You guys, do you hear the, do you hear the <laughs> That was me. <laughs> in the best way possible, and so, you know they're they're not like, "Oh, who's crying out there?" They're they're stoners. They're not judging. That's true. They're just. They're in their mind that yeah, they that are point. they crying right now is are you crying man am i it's crying? in my head like, it's my head this crying, you guys it's a sad weed y'all this, <laughs> this joint's on fire <laughs> crying. 
somewhere out there, somebody has a stoned memory from college of something crying. Oh my god, it was me. So maybe they're listening to your pod. It was me. Listen, Stoner, we get you, man. It's fine. It was just Mike. Yeah, he was having a hard time, you guys. It was a rough four years. Well, if but, it makes you feel better, I had the high school sweetheart, and then I moved away to college, and then I mm-hmm. cried a bunch, and then every guy I dated, I told him about my ex-boyfriend, which really panned out fantastic. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't go over well. <laughs> like, Let me tell you. I can't tell you how many I cycled during they're like, God, she has a great ass, but she won't stop talking about that fucking weird guy, <laughs> and it never panned out great. I never ended up with any of them, and then I met my husband like oh. literally 15 years later, oh. I feel like. Oh, heartbreak club. I feel oh. like that's hard for... People that establish that sort of relationship in high school, mm-hmm. it's when, weird. when you're pair up and you're partnered up and you think back to that now and like how young. Oh God, I can't were we imagine. So Can you even imagine how that would have played out with your life with like how you've grown and learned and become a different person? Like yeah. I can't look back on that and be like, oh, that would have gone well. Yeah, I just I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's always like the handful of people that you know who like high school sweethearts got married, like never slept with anyone else and stuff. And I feel like some of them are happier. And then I wonder what fucking planet they came from and what kind of real life they live in, because that's a (laughs) fraction of magic. No one else ever gets to receive. It's, yeah, it's like it's like them. a Disney romance, you know. It's not normal. Yes, and it only happens in Disney because the parents die. <laughs> My brother does have the best love story, so it's fine. Oh. Uh, only one person in a family gets it. That's what I've decided. Everybody else has to like find scraps <laughs> and then figure out their lives. <laughs> God, I love the the oh, love so stories, like the old horror stories, and yours. I love love was unexpected oh. in a way that made me sad and proud of you oh me no oh (laughs) (laughs) it it made me sad but also thank you i appreciate it if she hits you up on facebook you get oh no i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure she's married with child but i will say this do do you guys want to hear a really horrible follow-up story to this (laughs) i was i was very very torn up over her obviously but like you know it's been i don't know a decade and so i was doing okay you know i forgot about it a little bit but it, it, it's something you never really get over. And so I, I started my internship when I, this was in 2017, I, I matched into residency at, a, at a, a hospital in New York City. And I went to start and my very, very first shift was in the ICU, which was petrifying. And I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And I had a patient uh, that had a heart problem. And the the attending asked me to contact the patient's cardiologist. And when I looked up who the cardiologist was, I realized it was the father of that girl. <laughs> and I went to the attending and I said, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> can't do it. And the attending was oh. like, what are you talking about? And I was like, uh, and I was like, I guess I have to tell you why. So it was a very interesting uh, interaction in my first week of internship. <laughs> That's so strange how it comes back around. So her dad is a doctor. He is. Yeah. He's a, he's a pretty prominent cardiologist. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> But she dated you in high school where you didn't know you were going to be a doctor. Correct. You wanted to be an artist. Correct. And now you're a doctor. Correct, correct. Oh but I am but I was a just budding, starting out doctor that was – because yeah. to, to call another doctor an attending, like one of the boss guys or, 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 yeah. or women um, or they, um, you have to like present the patient, which is a very like difficult – 
you, you have to be very careful how you phrase professional. And it's very difficult to do, especially if you're doing it over the phone. And here I am, like, just starting out with this guy who basically, I don't think he disliked me, but he was like, you're dating my daughter kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now here I am, and I'm like, oh, God, I have to present to him. Maybe he'll recognize my name. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know what? I give you actual credit for having the foresight to bow out of that early because mm-hmm. you could have postured and gone weird with it and then had a really much more embarrassing moment. I really appreciate you saying that because what it really was was pure cowardice. I was just petrified. <laughs> I honor your cowardice, and I think that it was more brave to step back in the beginning foresight. because – how many other people would have been like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to show this guy. I'm a doctor now. Fuck that shit. No way, man. Like you were like, you know what? I'm going to take myself out of the equation. This feels irresponsible. Oh, we're not irresponsible. I, well, the, the funny part of it is, I guess it's it's like to tell another intern, like you don't say no to an attending. So when the attending tells you to do something, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. It's a very weird kind of hierarchical system. So it was interesting. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome, though. I give well, you more thank credit. thank you. You're more humble than, than you realize. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so full transparency. Bonnie had to pee, so she tagged out with me, which is super yeah. funny. I mean, listen, when you have to go, you have to go. <laughs> well, and she has to go more than most because the bees. The shugs, so. the shugs. Yeah. I hi Bon. I told him you were peeing because I didn't have another question because I'm a real piece of shit. So hurt. yeah. Her bladder was bursting Aww. aside. So this or that's it's very important. This is the round where you choose your choice. Rapid well, I'm excited. Rapid fire. You have to pick this or that. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally called this or that. <laughs> so all right, Mike. Hit me. Halloween or Thanksgiving. Uh Thanksgiving. Oh excellent. Bread or pasta? Pasta. Yeah. Ooh, I put cookies or candy. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> We're devils. Oh man. Ugh. You know what the terrible thing is? I'm a I'm a diabetic with a sweet tooth. I want to see that's why uh, fine. we're gonna do we're gonna do we'll do cookies i'm gonna go cookies all right okay. you're a diabetic you should know that they put candy in cookies oh. <laughs> <laughs> trick question <laughs> give me both tv series binge or movie binge tv series binge dressing up or dressing down dressing up mm-hmm. dressing up cooking at home or takeout delivery oh takeout delivery you you do not want to eat my shitty food <laughs> You can't cook? I mean, I can make a mean breakfast meal, but that's about it. A breakfast mm. meal. That's okay. what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> Real talk, the next time I cook in New York, I'm inviting you to a thing. Oh, I will eat whatever thing that said thing is. Fabulous. Yeah. I love it. Be careful what you wish for. She uses interesting ingredients Listen. sometimes. I like to eat. I would hope so. Food is our world. True that. And it's our love language. We both show love via food. Let me tell you, I will eat all of the love language you are willing to dish out. (laughs) We would love for you to tell all the listeners of the pod where they can find you online and where they can see your art. Yes, please. First of all, uh, I just want to say what an absolute honor it is to be on your show. You guys are fantastic. You could find all of my stuff on Instagram. That's probably like the bulk of my stuff. Mike.natter. So it's N like Nancy, A-T-T-E-R. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter. Less active, but still some stuff going on over there. So that's Mike underscore Natter, N-A-T-T-E-R. Perfect. And then you can buy some of my prints if you're interested. Yay. They're very affordable. It's artsugar.com. And then you just search for my name on there. And there's also a link in my bio on Instagram. Well, what we have going on now. Oh, the best part. You could just sit back 
and take it. Oh. (laughs) You are witty and charming and extremely handsome. But also really approachable to the point Mm -hmm. where you're the kind of handsome where I feel like people are like, I don't know if I could talk to him. And you're like, fuck that. I'm like super approachable. I could talk to you about everything. My art tells you everything you need to know about what's going on in my head. Talk to me about anything. Open book. Yeah. And if anybody listened to you on ologies, they're like, God, I feel like he's the friend of a friend or the guy next door or like somebody you could relate to. Like you get it. Even if you're not in the same boat with diabetes or with being in the medical field or being on the front lines, I feel like you're so relatable. But I feel like I get you. I see you. I hear you in a very approachable way. You have a very palatable way of delivering some real crazy shit that's going on in the world, too. Mm -hmm. And I really respect that. And I love how you do everything you do on the internets and whatnot. And I wish we lived closer so that we could literally just like socialize and have pizza I want and talk to eat about pizza with you. I know. I feel like I feel like you would just be one of the family and we could just have you over and you could like play freaking Wii with us and like just be chill as hell. I feel like you're I just love that. you're just your people. Yeah. And we just love you so much. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. That's, <laughs> oh, that, you're making my night. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Shannon texted me, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. The best. And we were texting back and forth, like rapid fire. Just about and weird then, sister shit. Yeah, we're just, you know, shooting <laughs> as the shit. Sisters do. As we do. And she said Mike Natter is going to be on the podcast. He's very excited. And what did I do instead of texting you back, Shannon? She called me immediately. <laughs> called her immediately. <laughs> I will. I'll preface this with: Bonnie's a texter. If yeah. she calls you, you better fucking answer because either something's it's on too fire much to type, or there's so many thoughts in her brain, it's not going to work out via text. Yeah, I hate calling. <laughs> She's so. not a phone call gal. So I called her, and I was just like. <laughs> Wait for real? I'm so excited. And then <laughs> like, I, what the fuck? I freaked out and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do because I'm like such a fan. And she was like, He says he's such a fan of you. And I was like, This all doesn't make sense. I was <laughs> so excited to tell you that. It, it brought me so much joy to be like, I want to read you that he said he's a fan of you and he thinks you're wonderful. She is wonderful. And she was like, She <gasps> goes, she goes, shut the fuck up like it was the softest cutest thing i've ever heard out of her face it you make my face hurt because i'm (laughs) honestly i'm such a fan of you you know i was a fan of you before and i didn't even make the connection she's a double fan i'm a double fan (laughs) i'm a fan of your art and then i'm a fan of your wisdom and you are definitely wise and you have your head on straight in a way that is super approachable and i feel like for the masses, for the people that, you know, get to follow you on Instagram and see day in the life stuff. It's so cool to have someone there that is so relatable in something that feels like, you know, an outlandish situation. COVID hitting and getting to see all of your firsthand accounts of what was going on in your stories. It made me feel more informed in real life. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, there's people being like, this isn't real. And I'm like, I'm literally watching it because like, someone my is friend sharing is very it. fucking affected right now. <laughs> this That's is, how I feel. It's, the whole world is crazy, but yeah. you are a beacon of light mm. in this weird stew of generations and information and convoluted facts. And you are just clear with your point of view 
in a way that is arms open, cartoon hub. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. a feel good situation. And you <laughs> no, and it's just I'm so honored that you're even taking time out to like hang out with us. Yeah. And to I talk like about your childhood and be in our orbit. I'm in awe of you. Oh. Yes. You're beautiful specimen of a human. <laughs> we'll say it again. Yep. You are handsome. You just laughed and I pictured what your smile looked like and it made me blush. <laughs> like, it's a situation. I'm I'm very I'm very red right now and my head is getting very large. <laughs> yes, you are you are very attractive, but your insides are also very fascinating attractive. and beautiful and you are just you're a good human. Like yeah. I feel like you were raised right. Thank your parents for us. <laughs> your sister didn't give you any like really hardcore damage. Not a lot of trauma. It no, there's, like. there's not tons of trauma there that affected <laughs> you to how you see the world. You guys, you did it right. Oh. And you're blessing the people with you. And when you get out of your fellowship and you get to put on your final cape, mm -hmm. as Shannon said, <laughs> I'm jealous of all of your future patients. Oh, I wish I yeah. could be your patient. Long distance wise, I think you just gained an Oregon patient. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we can we can Zoom. We can be patients on Zoom. Oh, oh, be careful what you wish for. Remember, we're garbage patients. <laughs> I need to. I need to thank you guys. This first of all, this was such an honor and a privilege. You guys are amazing. I'm so happy to be with you guys. I am a true fan of Bonnie's. I will be a fan of Shannon's when I eat her food, I'm sure. <laughs> Just look at her food feed oh, and you'll get, if you ever want to get hungry. Yeah, she also writes you know. recipes and stuff. So oh. you can DIY it. <laughs> Level up your cooking skills. You I'll, know? Zoom, I'll Zoom a recipe with you. Oh, yeah, that would be good. You don't have a lot of time. This is true. You know? Yeah, this is true. You're a busy man. You're doing all the things. I got you. And... Get an instant pot and give me a call. We got oh. you covered. And I'm, I live in New York City in a tiny, tiny place. So my kitchen's teeny, tiny. You you guys are just so wonderful and you make me feel very good and I really appreciate you both. So thank you so much. You are that. You are and all the you are that. We are super fucking excited to have you on here. <laughs> Sometimes my diabetic friends feel like an island because not everybody around them is. No one talks about yeah. it. Yeah. Normalizing it, you're doing a fucking great job of just making it like the daily thing. And I just appreciate that as a non-diabetic. You are reflecting back to me what my greatest hopes are when I put myself out there and I really appreciate it. Well, is there anything that you're hoping and dreaming about or loving or liking that you want to share with the folks that you feel like they should be following? Like anything you want to tell folks about that you're passionate about? I think if you have means, I think it's important now to recognize a lot of people are hurting. So if there is a couple extra bucks you can throw to some philanthropic cause or a donation of some sort, I think that's important. One of my pieces was just bought and I, I donated a bunch to uh, a COVID, um, a New York City COVID like fund. But I think like food banks need help. I think, you know, um, obviously the terrible wildfires are going on out West by you guys and stuff. So I don't know yeah. where that money would be best put to use, but you know, if you can help. Honestly, out. I think food banks, I think you're right. I think across the board, food banks, everybody's suffering. There's a lot of chefs and a lot of farms and stuff and a lot of people boots on the ground trying to feed all the displaced people. Yeah. I think that's probably a good focus. Yeah. Let's, let's kind talk of about that. Wide, it feels like. Let's feed all the let's people. people. Yes. And then your piece, it's the PPE COVID yes. responder, yeah. like tying up the scrubs. Did you do charcoal? That for is, that? Yeah, you... yeah. So when when I was in art school, I would do these large charcoal pieces, and I like I love charcoal. It, I love charcoal. Oh, it's messy so messy. messy. It's so messy. And not only is it messy, but like living in a tiny studio, it's also tough. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really been able to do much. But I was really inspired seeing a lot of the images that were coming out of that time, and then also just like trying to like 
be cathartic and like put some 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 of that energy to use and so it came out that's what came out of it and then i realized i couldn't uh there was no place to keep it in my place i thought well maybe it's i could large. auction it awesome. yeah it was a big guy it was a big guy and, and it's living in another hospital now. So the beauty of it is um, one of the program directors who was uh, one of, he left, but he was a program director when I was there um, at, the, at the institution. He bought it with the intention of having it hung in the hospital I work at, which is really just like a blessing. So, And this is a hospital. Um, I work at three different hospitals. This one's called Bellevue, and it's a city hospital of New York City. And it's a very special place. And I, I, I feel very honored that my piece will hang there. So it's been great. You are a unique breed because where are you going to find art doctors, right? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking that same thing. Like, to have someone that works yeah. in the medical field. And again, that environment can be so sterile or so um, catalog. recycled hotel. Yeah, you know, yes. the catalog like, you, know shit, yeah. you go in and you're like, I've seen this floral somewhere. <laughs> like, I've seen the same stuff everywhere. To have something that's bold and meaningful and powerful and striking to be in a medical building that was made by a doctor, it's like full circle. That's you know, rad. that's yeah. so cool. What an honor. They're honored to have your artwork. Yeah, it was, it was really, the whole thing is really great. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. You're so cool. You know what? The next art move, (laughs) um, you guys are both cool. (laughs) We're all cool. I think, I think the next move is I want to wear a Mike Mm t-shirt and I want, I want him to have a you are that t-shirt. So can we do can the, we just do like t-shirt trades the, where we're like each other's shirt. biggest fans? You know, you guys, you know how they do the shirt within a shirt within a oh, shirt? Yeah. Like celebrities go back and forth of like um, so and so wearing yes, the inception we, shirt. I would like to do can that. we can we just do yes, I think okay. there's a Ryan Gosling of that. Yes, there, there is. is. Yeah. There's also who was laying a bed on the spread bed. too. I bed don't remember. I just sent it to you. Someone shit. got a pillowcase of them wearing them on a shirt, <laughs> and then that person got a duvet cover. <laughs> was that, was them it on the pillowcase. It was someone it was so be like, outlandish. Right. It's, it's a, a beautiful one. concept like, of just we showing cool? love. Okay, can we let's do that? make Inception shirts okay. and sell them on pillows. Oh my god, I'm so down. I love this. Cool. We're gonna make it happen, you guys. Oh. Ladies, this was a pleasure. We love you, Mike. Love Thank you for being our friend. Oh, being this is so fun. Oh, I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Have yeah. a wonderful rest of yeah. your evening. I hope you have a, just a great, relaxing weekend somehow. Yes, please. Thank you. And um we're you- hashtag blessed. Oh, Jesus. How dare you? (laughs) Why don't you live, laugh, love while you're at it? I often don't. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, this was a joy. Holy Moses, what an episode. Jesus, tits. My fucking great. My face hurts from all the smiling. My cheeks. cheeks I I feel medically educated and comforted. I feel seen and heard, yeah. but also just gratifyingly exhausted. Filled with joy. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys had a great time listening yeah. to this episode and you want more, guess what? We have some recorded already. Yeah, like a bunch. There. This wasn't the first one. No. I don't know. But we have some back there. Yeah. And you should check them out. Yeah. If you guys <laughs> want to see that adorable cuffed picture of little oh, baby Natter, go on our so Instagram, good. which is no, you are that. And that is also on uh, the, Twitter. the Twitter. Also find us on Facebook. We have mm-hmm. a group there. Where can they find us on Facebook? Um, 
it's a uh, Facebook, and then I think there's like a forward slash, and then a you are that. And then if you look at yeah. groups, you could literally just search you, you just are that. Search. And then it's like, whoa, there's a group. Whoa. And there are like a bunch of people in it. Whoa. And, oh my God. There's like quizzes. <laughs> and it's so fun. You can talk about food and friends and yeah. games and yeah. all kinds of shit. Um, yeah. You know what I'm really excited about? Um, Patreon? Yes. Okay. You can also find us on Patreon if you wanted to support us with some doll hairs mm-hmm. and uh, get some inside scoop as to who's going to be on the podcast. Maybe ask some questions about who's uh, who's what and who's on first and who's on second. Uh, and that is patreon.com forward slash you are that. But also, I think we have like maybe some things you could like put on your bodies mm. or like maybe something that's autumnal autumnal you do love that word i do love autumnal y'all we got new fall merch coming out yeah we do it is spooky but also nostalgic in a way that you could wear it year damn round yep they are great for the spooky hearted you guys can check those out at youarethatmerch.com you definitely want to see what's happening. We will be posting stories and stuff on Instagram. And we have something that pairs with our merch. Oh, yes. Fortune teller, come into Insta stories, get oh the matching God, shirt so on youarethatmerch.com. Find out what your destiny is. Listen, you guys. you guys, we just want you to know what your future is. I mean, it's looking bright. Is it? Or it's not. I mean,. <laughs> Do you know you're going to yeah. have to like, you're going to have to follow and find out. Yes. And if you like our merch, you should put it on your bods because guess who's going to be wearing it soon? Uh, me. And Mike Natter. Oh my God. That's right. Yes. Mike Natter. He's going to put on his bod. You should put yeah. it on your bod. Every shirt that we have that's kick-ass, every little weird quip from a thing that we're like, oh, we should make that on a shirt. And then she makes a killer shirt. That's all her art. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. I love, I love Bonnie's art. That makes me feel me so too. weird inside. I love it. <laughs> I love watching her squirm when people tell her she's great. It's so fun. You guys her. have such a great it's relationship. Cool. It's really cute. If you guys want to support us without spending any money, but yes. just taking a moment of your time, we highly recommend rating and reviewing. Yes, please. Those are the two things you can definitely do that help people find us. Yeah. As well as tell your friend, tell your cousin, slap yeah. your sister and be like, hey, listen to this fun podcast. thing. Remember hey. that thing we did when we were kids? This sounds a lot like that thing. Yeah. These girls well, are dumb like we were when right. we were young. But if you give us five stars, that would be fucking dynamite. What? If you guys don't know what to write in your review, yeah. you guys get a little you know, stuck for words. You tongue tied. You get a little, mm-hmm. you get a little block there, a little writer's yeah. block. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you would put on your personal pizza from Miss oh, Shannon if it was to be yeah. delivered to your doorstep. I like that. Or <laughs> if you're a type one diabetic or type two diabetic, if you are out there and you're limited on your sugars, tell us what cereal you wish you could eat. Oh, come on, hit us, hit us with the foods, please, right in the heart, soul. Thank you so we much super appreciate for being you. here, for being present. And uh, I fucking loved this one. So I have feel goods in my heartstrings. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
Wait, should we should we get a warm up? Should we should we la 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 la? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's harmonize. Match. Meet me up here. I'm at a G. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 